and everybody has two marching orders for sports. It's like the two things are attitude and effort. The only the only two things you can control, your attitude and your effort. So smart money parenting. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Smart Money Parenting. Chad and I are here today hanging out. We got some awesome topics for you guys. And I think what we've realized, Chad, is as we do our life with kids, and you and I run the gamut, kids ages zero to 19 now, 18? 19 next month. 19, there you go. So we've got the whole gamut between us and our wives. We've uh, we've seen a lot of things. And uh, we're basically just saying, all right, what are we going through? Yeah. What are the things that we're seeing? <clears throat> How are we building... Uh, financially competent, strong, capable kids with great character that are also emotionally intelligent and emotionally strong. And I think this one's going to be huge today. We're going to be talking about calm down in the bleachers, parents. We're going to talk about sports today and emotional regulation. So Chad, tell us what happened, man. Well, first of all, let's just say this. We're not preparing these episodes, topics, uh, months in advance. We we sit down <laughs> right before the show and say, hey, what's going on in your life and your family? And let's talk about it. So we give it to you straight. There's no rehearsal. There's no outline. Um, so we're just off the cuff sharing what it's like being a parent these days. And I have sat through over 1,000 games of youth sports in the bleachers. That's not an exaggeration. I've got five kids. Each play two to three sports. I own a sports facility. I own two clubs, an AAU basketball club and a volleyball club with some partners in Southern California. So trust me, I am in the youth sports game. And for those of you who don't know, my oldest daughter is a Division I basketball player in the Big 12 Conference. So I've seen my kids go from the little rec league sports all the way up to the big stage on ESPN, right? So there's there's a big spectrum and big difference between when your kid is five years old playing little rec basketball in the miniature hoops all the way up to the Big 12 Conference. But I'll say this, parents, adults, you need to calm down in the bleachers. <laughs> it is out of control. You, can't, you, you think your kid's going to the NBA, the NFL, the MLB, whatever it is. I hate to break it to you, they're probably not. <laughs> <laughs> dude right? oh my god I mean, just calm down like this is out of control it's out of we're control. seeing it we're seeing it in four-year-old soccer like saturday soccer here in arcadia we're seeing it in here in phoenix with the little kids like the parents are yelling at their kids during the game of four yeah and, right yeah i i mean i i've seen this happen you know we i've coached sawyer's softball team uh with my buddy drew stanton with the cardinals you know and we're watching parents just start screaming at their kids to the point where these young kids are disoriented. Right. Like they don't even know. We had a kid whose dad was yelling so hard. He hit, he swung and hit the tee ball and ran to third. Right. Like he was so disoriented. He, he was so worried. He was so like frozen in fear that I'm like, that doesn't teach your kid a thing, man. That just teaches them fear and anxiety. Like what is the point of sports, Chad? Like let's yeah. get down to the heart of this. Like what's the point? I mean, really you need to learn teamwork sports teaches you teamwork it teaches you character hard work ethic it ties your results and your improvement to your effort so you can see that if i practice i'm going to get better if i work hard i'm going to get better i can work as a team i can listen to a coach um, i can come together and build skills on something that i wasn't as good at before 
Right. It teaches so many great things if you let it. But if the parents, the adults, the referees, the coaches, if they lose sight of that goal of sports, then it becomes just this extreme high pressure. Like you have to win because I'm mm. trying to live through you or, you know, I didn't make the high school team. So you're going to make the high school team. And it's just crazy to me because frankly, most kids, probably more than half of these youth sports players will not even make the high school varsity team, but yeah. less than 1% of those will make it to division one college sports. So like, let's keep it in perspective here. And then less than 1% of those are going to make it to professional sports. So, yeah. And ever get paid for it. Yeah. yeah. You're, this is not your career. Like if you are in the 0.001%, maybe, but even then I think you need to keep things in perspective. So, and it should be fun. It like, should be fun. It's got to be fun. And and honestly, yeah. like the more fun it is, the more they can fall in love with it. And if, you know, we all know this, that like real learning happens when it's fun and experiential. Real learning happens there. And if you take away the fun and you put so much pressure on that, you know, I, I've seen this happen with our relatives and our friends. And, you know, they put so much pressure on the kids that by the time they're 12, they're burnt out. Yep. 14 yeah. years old going to high school. Like, I, could, I, I hate sports. I hate the piano. Yeah. I hate this dance that you've been forcing me for so long, like because of your personal identity issues from your childhood or growing, like we got to be really, really careful about that. Now it's not a bad thing to hold kids to standards. It's not a bad thing to have boundaries. You know, like we have, we have uh, rules in relationship equals results. You know, you want that. Um, in your family is, is having kids work hard, finish what they start, do the right thing. Like those are important things to build character, but it, you got to be really careful and check yourself about what's going on in these sports and extracurriculars. We're not just saying sports, you know, we're talking about music too. Well, I would language. also, Scott, like when you, when you go, when you're on your drive home after the game, what as an adult, as a parent, what are you saying to your kid? Are you blaming how the refs all the refs were terrible the refs screwed you guys over that was a terrible game or your coach is an idiot like if you're saying that kind of stuff like you're being a bad example you're not helping your kids at all you're not preparing them for the future you are teaching them to blame everyone else you're teaching them to criticize everyone else you're going to cause if 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 the adults on a team are ragging on other players or coaches or refs that's going to cause disharmony within the team anyways. It's going to spill over. So you're not doing your kids any favors by constantly pointing the finger at everyone else. Help your kids see how they can get better. Talk to them about what they did well. That's what I always like to do in the drive home. I say, what is something you did awesome? And they'll share something. And then I'll add on top of that and say, yeah, you know what else you did? Man, you really hustled in this play. You did great. Remember that play you did this? Oh, that was awesome. Right. But what's one thing you want to do better next game? That you could improve on well i think i could have done this better like that's that should be the conversation yeah we it's, we always we always hit two things you know so many of my buddies in our, our school are we're ex-pros and everybody has two marching orders for sports it's like the two things are attitude and effort the only the only two things you can control your attitude and your effort so that's the things that we review it's like hey you had a great attitude even though this was tough or you did a great job here you you won graciously you lost with with honor and integrity, but you controlled, you had a great attitude and you had the best effort. I saw you sprinting down the line. I saw you, you put incredible effort in 
you went above and beyond. I'm so proud of you. All the other parents were like, oh my goodness, Sawyer, you were just flying down the sideline during this play. It was incredible, man. Like we talk about attitude, we talk about effort, not necessarily the win or the loss, right? Like that's important to do because that's how they can grow. But you got to share what happened, man. Yeah, you I, got, tell two, the I story. got two quick stories. Two quick stories. One story was last year in the league championship game, a very contested battle between my daughter McKinley and her high school team, Santiago High School versus Centennial High School. And we were undefeated. They had one loss. It was to us. So basically, if we won this, the championship was over. We were undefeated for the whole season. If we lost, we were both nine and one. It was at their place. It was a hostile environment. We were winning by a few points towards the end of the game, fourth quarter. McKinley was having a heck of a game, 24 points, 12 rebounds. And there was a scuffle amongst a jump ball. And a dad from the other team, so a player on the other team, her dad comes running to the court and throws a fist punch to the face of my daughter's teammate, a 16-year-old girl. He punches her in the face. Then he goes to another player, punches another girl on our team. This is on the court in the middle of the game. I mean, it's unbelievable. So my daughter, who was a senior, she was a captain, she goes running over and pushes him backwards. And I think you probably saw the video. I mean, it was on... Yahoo and MSN and Fox News and CNN everywhere, right? So she pushes him backwards and then a kind of a brawl, little scuffle ensues and they take him out. He goes to the parking lot, goes to the car, gets his gun, comes back to the gym with his gun, making threats. We're on like a lockdown. I'm hosting about 50 kids from our church, ages 11 to 15. I invited them to watch the championship game. And these kids are now... <laughs> These kids are now like in my supervision in a lockdown in the building. And I got parents calling and texting me, freaking out. I mean, chaos because of a high school girls basketball game. This Crazy. dad is this dad is now <clears throat> arrested. He's punching young girls like it's wild. So that was last. That was uh, I shouldn't that's say last so year. Crazy, that, dude. Yeah, that was in February of this year, 2023. So if you Google that, that's in California. Here's another one that just happened this week. Okay, my friend is a high school basketball coach. He was complaining to the ref and the ref came over to talk to him in the middle of the game. And this is on video. I saw it on TMZ sports. Even the ref just sucker punched him right in the face out of the blue. And then as he fell to the ground, the ref punched him again in the face and it started a massive brawl. And now the referee is arrested. And it's like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? There are kids, there are kids ages 13 to 17 who are playing a game, a game, a a game. And the adults in the room, the 18 and over, they've lost their mind. They've lost their mind. You know, at Sterling's football games, I got parents screaming the F word every single play. And like, I don't even want to bring my little kids to watch their older brother because of the fans. You know, it's out of control. Uh, I think we need to get, we need to calm down and get ourselves settled on what sports really is for because we've lost our minds. Man, yeah. I, I think this is, a, it's a much larger issue, I think, with parents, you know, and I think a lot of people listen to this. It's okay to get competitive. It's okay to get fired up. It's okay to cheer. Um, but I think, our kids are going to go much for much further in life seeing us have emotional regulated response. Yes. 
they're going to go much farther seeing us have emotional intelligence, right? Like the mark to me of emotional intelligence is when somebody comes at you or does something that triggers you or does something that you can see that like they're coming from a tough spot and your response is not defensiveness and throwing up your fists and like getting back at them. Your response is like, are you okay? Right. You know, I'm worried about you. Is everything all right? That's emotional response. That's like emotional intelligence. And that's what we need more in sports. We need way more of that with our kids because you're just adding on loads of pressure to get the scholarship, to get the varsity, to get the team. You know, I think let them play, let them learn, let them have fun. We work on attitude and effort. And you've said this so many times. It's like our job in the stands is to cheer them on and support the coach. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, let them. I mean, run. I, I can't imagine wanting to be a referee or an umpire. I, I can't in my wildest dreams the way they're treated. And and yes, some of them stink. Okay, I'm not gonna lie, but I can't <laughs> imagine. Um, I can't imagine putting myself in their shoes. And you know, how can you expect your kids to be calm under pressure if you don't know how to be calm under pressure yourself? You yeah. you can't. You can't expect kids to to model strong emotional steady behavior if you're acting like a lunatic at every single sporting event and guess what your kid's not going to go undefeated your kid's going to lose a lot um sterling's basketball team on saturday they were dominating the opponent they were they're in the highest gold bracket of the 14 and under and they have a really good team this other team clearly should not have been in the gold bracket they signed up for the gold bracket at one point in the first half, the score was 46 to two. Oh you know, I, I, I told the coach, I'm like, they should not play the second half. It's not going to help them. It's not going to help us. Um, but the tournament director said that it had to finish the game. But I'm just saying, like, you're going to. And I said, I've been on the other end of that. My kids have gotten their butt kicked. Like, it's just that's just what happens in sports. But remember what the point is. The point is not to win every single game you've ever played. Like that's, that's not going to ever happen anyways. Yeah. The point is to grow. The point is to build character. The point is to learn perseverance and grit and hard work. It, regardless of the result, right? You put it all in the field. That's the win, right? You're behind, you're losing, you're struggling. Lead your team. Support your team, encourage your teammates, give high fives, cheer each other on, like work your best, have the best attitude and effort you can have. That's the point because that's the real world. It's like, you're not going to win everything in the real world. And what if you're a bench warmer? What if you're not playing? Yeah, I think it's an unbelievable time to support, to cheer on, to lead. I've seen more leaders on the bench than in the game growing up, like true leaders. Uh, In fact, some of the best entrepreneurs I know were the worst athletes Mm. and they learned character. They learned empathy. They learned how to handle setbacks and struggles. And patience. I would say if they're working hard, they're not playing. They learn patience. Yeah. Yeah. I I tell this story in the book, man. When I was 14 years old, I got the award for being the fat kid on the baseball (laughs) team. I don't know. Was the award called you're the fat kid or what was the actual I got the award for making Mark Wasman look fast. That's which funny. is basically the biggest, chubbiest, you know, home run hitter on the team. And I was the last to hit puberty. And uh, it hurt really bad. My parents were livid, dude. In front of like 200 families at the, you know, banquet at the end of the, the season. Oh, man. And I went home and uh, I was miserable. I was like embarrassed. I was like pissed. 
And my dad was like, so you're just going to be pissed all year. You're going to do something about it. What do you want to do? And I was like, I want to be the fastest kid on the team next year. So he's like, okay. So we go out and back to the yard. He gets a 75 pound log, drills a hole in it and sets a strap to it for a harness. He's like, I want you to run down this like dirt beach path thing, 500 yards and back every day, towing this thing for a year. He's like, if you want to get fast, this will, this will gain explosive power for you. And yes, I hit puberty then too, but I, I, I got explosive in my speed. I did it every day. And the next year I was like this top three fastest kids on the whole team. I think so, the most, the most surprising part of that story is in your backyard, there was a huge log. I just don't relate to that. Well, we lived, we lived on an Island. We lived on the Island. Yeah. I know that's cool. That's like, it sounds like, you know, Tom Sawyer. Yeah. I, I grew up Tom Sawyer, but it was incredible character building. And, you know, I think when kids face, you know, setbacks or losses or issues, sometimes it's an academic problem. You know, I got a buddy right now, his kids really dealing with like dyslexia and issues there. And how do you support a kid in those struggles? I think, you help them learn that like you can control what you can control and you can control your effort and your attitude. And that's how we persevere and get through it. You know, I want to hire, I want to hire people and work with people that have been through it. Right. You know, I, I, uh, I heard a funny quote yesterday. You want the, you want the, uh, you want the coach and the mentor the, if you're going to go through a, a, a minefield, you want someone to guide you. That's like missing limbs. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. And and you like they got fingers and arms and legs are gone. You're like you want them to have gone through it because they know where all the minds are. It's true. And no, I think I, that's I, that's true. true with parents. That's true with parents. It's like, hey, what do we need to work on on ourselves to make our kids stronger? That's yes, the point. yeah. So let's let's just be better in the bleachers. I like that. Let, let let's calm down. Let's remember what the purpose of sports is, and let's be better examples of how to handle pressure situations, not to get overly emotional, to support, to encourage, not to teach our kids to blame and criticize. And let's just calm down on the bleachers. There you go. All right, guys. Well, uh, we want to thank Gravy Stack for putting this together, because if you want to strengthen your own family and work on your own family with financial skills, we got to thank Gravy Stack for helping us put this thing together. Absolutely. Um, it's the world's best bank for kids, teaches them financial skills, how to earn, how to do gigs, how to cover their own expenses. This is the world's best way for kids to learn money skills. So get your free 30 days to Gravy Stack. Just type in, uh, go to gravystack.com slash smart, and you guys can go right there and download the app. Get your kids going today. And uh, thanks for watching, listening, viewing, and subscribing. Share this with a family or friend that you want to hear it uh, and let's calm down the bleachers. We'll see you guys next time on Smart Money Parenting. See you guys. Smart.